Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Tuned In podcast. Today is a very special episode for me. I have my very first guest on the podcast today. So my guest is a podcast host himself. He is a corporate speaker and mindfulness teacher. He supports people that work in the IT industry to be more present in their day and to build resilience to help get them through the tough times in their life. He has worked in the software industry in Ireland for over 20 years and in that time his career and his life has had many ups and downs and in 2013 he turned to mindfulness to help him navigate a particularly tough time in his life. So my guest today will talk about his own challenges in life and how mindfulness has been a guiding force through difficult periods of his life over the past 10 years. His own podcast, The Mindful Living Guide, has featured in the top 10 most listened to podcasts in Ireland for mental health. His mindfulness TEDx talk called The Value of a Moment has been watched by thousands on the TEDx YouTube channel. Now, never having met my guest in person, I can still say with sheer confidence that he is an all-round genuine human being. I truly believe that you will gain something by listening to this episode. So without further ado, please welcome today's guest, Stephen Downey. Mr. Stephen Downey, welcome to the Tuned In podcast. I How am delighted to be here and it's an absolute honour to be your first guest. Thank you so much for asking me to come on. Oh my goodness. And there, there's a reason why I'm going to say what I say before we get started with, with um, today's conversation is that, you know, social media, we all know that social media, there's a certain amount of negativity and we can get caught up in the comparison game and all of that side of things. But saying that it is a lovely way at the same time to connect with people because I can chat so genuinely with you yet we've never met in person I've seen you speak on stage but we've never met in person and I just think it's amazing because you have always been before I voiced it to the public that I wanted to have people on you were always on that list and I genuinely genuinely mean that and just for someone that I haven't met I just I think it's fantastic and that's the power of well, social media. We will have to change that. The Hill of Tara and a cup of coffee is calling. We have Absolutely. To absolutely. And we've just voiced it to the world. So we have to there stick to it now. <laughs> OK, so I could start this whole conversation going down different directions, but I'm just going to ask you, just bring us back. Where did it all start? Why do you do what you do today? Where did where oh. does it all begin? Where did it start? Well, I for I don't know if many um, mindfulness teachers have this start, but mine started in the back of an ambulance. Um, I going back nearly ten years ago now. Uh, I was in a very stressful job, uh, and I have to say I'm still in a very stressful job, but I approach it very differently. But back then, I was um, I, I I I would have described myself as a stress cadet. Uh, if there was something I could worry about, I'd worry about. If there was something I could uh, anticipate going wrong I'd anticipate going wrong and it all came to a head one day when um, I just did not feel well that day there was a lot of stuff happening in work I a lot of projects I was trying to juggle and um, as a result I came kind of overwhelmed 
and I walked out of the office and the company that I was working for, um, I also do IT work as well. And uh, the client I had at the time uh, was in the airport and it was in um, a big hangar. So when you walk out to, to leave, a big gust of air hit me and I collapsed. And luckily there was a colleague with me at the time. And fast forward, we got an ambulance and uh, they, I thought I was having a stroke at the time. Uh, I was that stressed and an ambulance came, there was paramedics with me and I didn't realize, but there was a delay in the, in the ambulance coming. So the paramedics from the airport uh, fire brigade came. So when I finally kind of came to a bit and they, they were bringing me off to hospital, I um, walked outside my office and there was two fire brigades and an ambulance with oh flashing God. blue lights Um <laughs> So anyway, I was, I was brought off to hospital and uh, my wife was very, very worried because my, my voice kept slurring. I thought it was it was basically a severe panic attack. It was my body having a physical reaction to the stress that I was under. And um, what happened that day changed my life. Uh, I went, I was in the emergency department in Bowman Hospital and a consultant uh, came out to me and he brought me up to a, a different area and he examined me and he looked and he said there's nothing physical here Stephen I said I know exactly what's wrong with you and he looked me straight in the face and he said you're stressed it's stressed and it was like a light bulb going off and I realized because I always knew that I would I would approach situations different to other people I I worked with some amazing people over the years and they could it was like that you know that saying like it's just water off a duck's back you know they they never mattered him but it it think it was like constant want for things to be right a constant want for perfection and that night when I came home I wasn't even I didn't even stay in the hospital they just discharged me straight away and said listen you're just gonna have to take some time off and just um seek some help for stress management so I looked up courses and then the next day there was an eight-week mindfulness course and I never knew what mindfulness meant and it wasn't a buzzword back then no one knew about it and I said, right, I'm going to enroll in this. And I rang the next day, didn't realize that there was like a phone interview and everything you had to do. I literally just walked up in the door and uh, I talked to the shop that uh, was right beside the yoga center. And they said, just just come along. And sheepishly, she uh, was it was a dark and it was a winter's evening. It was in October. And I kind of went up this alleyway and sheepishly just looked in the door and said, hi, I'm here for the course. I don't know if the, the shop had told you that I just rang this morning. He goes, ah, come on, there is this place. And I told him what happened. And he goes, well, Stephen, you might be a bit raw for this but come on and stay and lo and behold eight weeks later um I just had the most amazing experience um and it brought me on a journey that has just brought me to amazing places and I really firmly believe that the universe looks out for you um I had a, a very traumatic experience then about six months later and I firmly believe that if it didn't have the tools that I had gained at that time um I definitely would not have been able to cope with what happened. Um, mm. So it's, it's, it's an unusual start. But I think um, men in particular, unfortunately, we let things build up and build up. And until it gets to a point where we have no choice, we just have to do something about it. And in my case, I really believe um, that I let it go too long, that I should have been looking for help a long time before that. And um it would have been a lot easier of a journey. And that's one of the things that's, that does motivate me now to do what I do is because I know that making those little steps uh, can be very hard. But if you can break down the barriers to 
look at something like mindfulness mm-hmm. and look at stress management in a different way um, that it will help other people going forward. It will help people to kind of just say, oh, well, maybe I'll just look at this, you know, and it won't, it won't be too, too painful, you know. So that, that's that's where it all starts, Liam. And uh, did you then. did you have any resistance when that consultant told you in A&E that this is all stress related? Yeah. Did you carry any resistance or did you automatically open up and say, yeah, I, I knew this? You know what? It, it was exactly like that. I just it was it was like a light bulb going off because this is what it is. It's like it's like I always knew I was, it was stress, um, but it never that was the first time I ever had a severe panic attack like that ever. And touch wood now, it's I've never really had one as, as bad as that again. Um, I've had had I've had had panic attacks over over the years and anxiety. Uh, and it's something that I think mindfulness can can help you with a lot because um, I know that I'll have like I know I'll have up and downs in my life, and, course, but yeah. mindfulness it gives you those tools to, to kind of help kind of like I say it's like John Cabot in uh, one of the founders of actually the course I did the the MBSR um, says like it's you you can't stop the waves but you can learn to surf you know so it's. So true. It's how it's how you perceive it and how you, you move forward with it. Absolutely, absolutely. If someone was listening to this episode now that has not practiced mindfulness before, I think we can all agree that we've all heard of mindfulness at you know at some point or to some degree, but they don't know exactly what it is. That if you yeah. were to strip it right back and that person listening, that you had 90 seconds with them in an elevator to explain in your terms what mindfulness is what would you say i um there's a, a great teacher called rob nern who has a great definition of mindfulness and it's known what is happening as it is happening without preference uh, so the whole idea behind mindfulness is turning off the autopilot a lot of us live in this constant cycle of you get up you go to work you do this you do that you do that and then when this happens this is the way i react when this happens this is the way i react and you're not you're you're in an you're in like an autopilot react mode um and you're not giving yourself time to kind of process something or respond and what mindfulness can help you do is to just give you the, that little pause that little pause between you reacting taking a breath and just knowing what is happening um, but the other part of the, the, the end of that phrase is without preference which is very important because a lot of the times if uh, say we're going through a difficult time and there can be a lot of resistance there can be uh, a lot of pain and sometimes that resistance can cause just as much stress as the actual event itself um, there's a, ta- a tale of uh, a lesson of what's called the two arrows uh, when you kind of look at compassion and uh, the whole idea is that you get shot with the first arrow and that's the pain but it's all the stories that we build around that arrow just geez i might get sepsis i might uh just that, that that could be a rusty may uh, it could be rusty hard that something could be bad and she's i'll never get home to make the dinner and um geez, and, and tomorrow's gonna be even worse and and on and on and on i know these are yeah. silly little examples but it's it there's there's many um things that can happen in our mind as a result of that first arrow but that arrow first arrow only happened once but we continue to shoot ourselves with mm-hmm. continuous arrows of stories and negativity and catastrophizing over and over again 
And what mindfulness tries to do is to kind of bring you back to that first arrow, to the pain. Yes, I'm feeling pain right now. It's not going to last. What can I do right now? Or what does my body read right now in this moment? And it's, I think for someone starting out, there can be a lot, there's, like mindfulness has been such a buzzword. There's a lot of talk about it. And someone who's never practiced it, the easiest way to do is just to, to join a group, join a, a mindfulness group, or even just get get on an app. And um, there's plenty of great apps out there. And um, one that I always talk about is called Insight Timer. And um, they actually have lots of free classes that you can literally go online to their webpage. And to if you look up Insight Timer, and they have live right now. You look up there, and there's there's a live class you can just join. It's you can give a donation if you can, mm-hmm. uh, or else you can just use it for free. And but I think the best way to learn about mindfulness is just to practice it. Um, and it's just really about just taking the time just to pause, to, just, to, just to breathe and taking ourselves out of the, the, the constant, the, what we call the, the monkey brain, kind of jumping from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought to tree to tree to tree and never kind of settling. And uh, mindfulness gives us those tools to come back to the breath, come back to the, the, the physical body, which is always present. Mm-hmm. The, I, what I what's coming into my head when you were explaining that about inside timer I was thinking of the person and I would have been one of those people that was saying oh meditation's not for me my, yeah. my mind is just no I can't calm it it's just not for me not for me yeah. so if you have someone naturally resistant from a meditation point of view mm-hmm. what other way could they go down the mindfulness path? yeah there's, there's loads like even if if, if you don't want to sit on a chair and like this is the thing actually about, about meditation um a lot of meditation is guided and that's what people that come into meditation first is you're told literally this is what you have to do because it's sitting in silence is a very hard thing to do Absolutely. and uh, our brains are very busy it's a, it's a natural thing for our brain to want to think it wants to solve problems and um, so it's very hard to be still so the in, in terms of meditation, there is other types of meditation you can do. There's lots, but if you want specifically with, with mindfulness, it's just about bringing yourself present to the moment. Like there's, there's within mindfulness, there's just formal practice, which is you're sit, sitting down meditating uh, a couple of times a day, but there's also informal practices. Um, it's about just connecting with your moment. Uh, so a, a really good one is uh, say you're taking a shower. How often have we been in the shower and you're solving the world's problems that day? <laughs> Um, there's um, a great teacher actually um, Paddy Brosnan and uh, I was at one of his talks and he asked a question uh, who here had a shower on their own this morning and uh, <laughs> everyone laughed and it's, but it's, it's so true that oh, true. We, we bring so many other people into the shower with us and uh, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of uh, ruminating over conversations and repeating the, the same conversation thinking geez why didn't I say this or why didn't I say that and that and forgetting about the the lovely smell of the whatever you're washing yourself with or the nice flow of the water the feel of the the water coming down the the back of your neck and this these are things that you can do to disconnect from the thought patterns and just look at the physical what's what's happening in that moment mm-hmm. and um or the, another one is say if you're if you're washing the dishes the feel of the water and mm-hmm. uh, the the feel of say the cloth you're cleaning with it or the place that you're you're washing or the cup mm-hmm. and just disconnecting from the thought pattern because our our brains are very they're very simple in a way that when we concentrate on something physical like that or like the breath or like uh like i said like washing the dishes mm-hmm. that 
your brain isn't thinking at that time. So it's like a great analogy is if you think of a snow globe and you shake a snow globe up and that's all your thoughts just going round and round mm-hmm. and round and you can't see through anything. But when you let it settle and you just give your th- yourself moment to kind of pause. So you're doing something, doing something physical or you're um, just listening to your breath, just even as simple as just taking four mindful breaths. Mm-hmm. Just let the breath come in, the sense of it coming down into your chest, your tummy just rising mm-hmm. and falling. And even just doing that three or four times. Um, there's a very um, simple uh a uh, breathing exercise called uh, there's a very a lot of names for it um box breathing is one name for it um there's a there's a great teacher that uh, i was on a retreat a couple of years ago called david g and he used to um help um the army and the police force in the states and of course it was very hard to introduce kind of meditation or breathing or anything like that so he actually called box breathing called tactical breathing <laughs> just, <laughs> just to give them the, the the buzzword that they wanted but uh what it really is it's just like it's a 16 me- uh, second meditation and it's literally you're counting in for four hold for four out for four and hold for four and it's a very simple meditation and it's just the whole idea is that you could if you put your hand in your heart and you actually just just feel your heartbeat that after a couple of cycles of that in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. You can feel your whole body. It's your parasympathetic, I can never say the word parasympathetic. I'm the same, uh, I'm the same. Nervous system, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's basically your, your rest and digest. It's the, a lot of us, um, and I'll say you've probably talked about in your podcast plenty of times about the reptilian brain and we're in that flight or fight mode. And mm-hmm. when you're having a stressful day, you've got, adrenaline in your body you've got so many different chemicals and it's about letting those things just settle and um just come into that, that rest and digest mode so i've gone off on about 10 no, different tangents not at all. question he asked but not at all not um, at all i don't know if you yeah. would w- would agree that like i because i know to some people let's say again the person that's listened to this that has not practiced mindfulness and they're thinking to themselves, like, what is he going on about with the washing of the dishes and yeah. the shower and all this stuff? But because they are such simple mindfulness tasks yeah. that it just for me personally, on my own mindfulness journey, what it helped me do that when the more important moments yeah. of bliss that came out, just when the kids gave a great little giggle or if someone just gave you a hug, it just it just instantly just you catch yourself out and you're like oh my gosh that hug or you just you really feel yourself in that moment and I think it's doing the things like the dishes and driving the car really watching as you're you know know where you are in that moment when you're driving to school or work or wherever it may be that those if you want to say boring mundane mindfulness tasks Mm -hmm. they are the things that are going to build up your practice because you do them so much during the day so but you you just touched on something which is very close to my heart and it's about what i call the the mindful moment you know it's it's those moments that we take for granted and 
unfortunately I've, I've been to a few removals a few funerals lately and it's when you're sitting there and someone's gone and like like a, a, an auntie of mine passed away recently and I was brought back to when I geez we're going back I should say yeah uh, <laughs> we're going back 30 40 years uh when I was young and I used to go uh, to her house and we used to just just hang out you know just with my cousins and just have fun and it was but it was the most mundane things at the time but it's those moments when you look back that matter really really matter but we have to practice like uh we have to practice the act of actually um remembering those moments um there's a great actually um when i was uh on my uh teacher training uh we talked about um a mindfulness teacher called uh, dr rick hansen and he did a lot of study about uh, about moments and the fact that if you have a negative moment, say you're in a shop and someone treats you badly, you remember that straight away. You will give out about someone. If it was customer service, you're going to tell your friend who goes to that shop next time, oh, watch out for that. Because and it's these negative moments. For some reason, our brains are built like just to attract these negative moments. But it's these simple, beautiful moments that in the studies that uh, Dr. Rick Hansen did, you have to spend at least 40 seconds concentrating on that moment and thinking about it for it to just sink in and for you to remember it right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, there's a challenge that I do a lot with uh, my own groups uh, and it's called a mindful moment challenge where we basically just have to pick out a mindful moment each day. So you at the end of the day, you look back and say, right, what moment am I grateful for? What moment really made me smile today? And you take note of it. And what happens is because you're part of a challenge, you're spending your day looking out for that moment because you're that's like great yeah because at the at the start of it it's easy you kind of see some oh geez that happened yeah brilliant but it's when you're like 10 15 days into the challenge like well we do this for 100 days and um you're it's you you've kind of you tick the box of oh my kids came in into the house there and they smiled um these all the other little things that happened during your day but then then you're looking for those deeper moments, you know, that, mm -hmm. and like, it can be as simple as like, I had quiet, I had peace and quiet in my house and I had a cup of tea, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it makes it the next time you witness that moment that you appreciate even more. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about just giving yourself at the end of your day, just that little time. And lots of people practice gratitude every single day. And uh, I think this just takes it just slightly, slightly further about just concentrating on, the moments that matter so mm -hmm. that you can look back say in a hundred days time and say these this is the pattern of the days that really matter to me this is this these are the things that might that make me happy and then if something happens and you're going through a hard time and you're suffering that you can look back on this and say right well this is the type of stuff that makes me happy i went to the hill of tar and i walked barefoot and oh my god that was amazing do you know what maybe i should do that today or we went and we just got an ice cream <laughs> and we laughed. We went for a walk. All simple things that we can do that we, it's just like it's about building up this bank of what makes you happy. But the moments that really, truly matter to you. Mm. And uh, like that's that's the most simplest form of mindfulness is about just finding fabulous. those moments that matter to you.
And you know what's actually popping into my head right now? I know you you have the book. I don't know if you've read it yet, Pat Dibley's Fit Mind. And I was reading a piece today and I've done this, this particular exercise before with Pat and a lot of people have voiced it about the perfect day. Yeah. Now I have to say I have resistance because of the word perfect in it because I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. But I love it because the way Pat talks about it, he describes the exercise, he calls it the perfect average day. And it just, again, it's exactly what you are voicing here, Stephen, just yeah. those simple moments that all add up, that it's not about days that you're on holidays or the flash cars as Pat describes it. Do you know, it's just the everyday perfect day, just that average day. And I yeah. just, just love it because that's everything you're voicing, walking on the hill of Tara barefoot, ice cream and a laugh. They're what? They're, they're, they they're just the, make it. it it's, it's like I always everything. talk about uh, my kids going to school, like, and uh, it's it's not the days where they learn how to spell or they go mad. It's like, it's the day the ice cream van came. Yeah, that's that's yes. the days that they really yes. like mad. Like, and it's like, it's, it's all these things, but it's unfortunately uh, we build ourselves into this these patterns each day that uh, are just routines, and we're we're really like, and I'm guilty as much as anybody else that we go through each day in this autopilot mode that we know this is happening, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and it's a comfort thing as well. Like, it's there is great advantage to, to like being to plan and know what's happening, but unfortunately, when things are happening, we we lose track of all the great things that are happening as well. You know, we lose back track of all those lovely little moments um, in our day. What would you say to someone that dips in and out of their mindfulness practice or any or any well-being practice and that goes down that rabbit hole of judging themselves and saying, you know, that they're they think that they're failing? What would you say to them? To try and get them back on the bandwagon and I don't like that term but just yeah, like, it's to get like, them back up if anyone who's ever practiced mindfulness and uh, they'll know that one of the first I don't like saying rules of mindfulness uh but one of the 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 most fundamental parts of mindfulness is without judgment uh it's about forgiving yourself there's so much compassion in mindfulness and compassion can't start without self-compassion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you have to just allow yourself to. It's like for anyone like here that, that has practiced mindfulness and say, say we're we're going to a meditation and we're focusing on our breath, and then suddenly we're talking, we're thinking about how we take the chicken out of the freezer tomorrow for the dinner. Mm. Oh, what was I gonna make for dinner? Oh, I'll go to the shops actually one after two. And, <laughs> and within seconds, you're you're off on an absolute tangent. Yeah. And so many of us will feel so oh, oh just no, sorry, I meant to be breathing, I meant to be and bring back. And there's a guilt there. You're kind of mm -hmm. it's the exact same way. You're kind of pulling yourself back. And but the whole act of mindfulness is forgiving yourself every single time mm -hmm. and saying, I am human, I am breathing. Bring yourself back. Yeah. And the next time we'll try it again yeah. and the next time we'll try it again and like I have to be honest like at last whoa I'd say in 10 months now um, we're doing a pretty significant project in our house and my mindfulness practice has not been where I would like it to be but I know that I'm trying my best and I think if I was talking to that person there that has tried mindfulness has tried meditation 
and it's just not working and you're just beating yourself up and just just give yourself a hug because you're trying you're trying your absolute hardest in a hard situation mm-hmm. and if you can find just one little gem one little thing that goes right and try and just build on that build on that slow momentum you know we don't have to have like you said about that that the p word the perfection <laughs> you know we don't have to have that you know the whole act of mindfulness and i've talked to many people have come up up to me after i uh, spoke and have said i'd love to be able to, to practice mindfulness or meditate but i'm no good at it i keep thinking but that's the tool the whole act of mindfulness is bringing yourself back to the present mm-hmm. you know it's letting your mind slip away bringing it back letting it slip away bringing it back and after a while we build up this mindfulness muscle that we forgive ourselves easily and we allow ourselves to go back to yeah this is the track i wanted to be on but like we know about any journey it's never straight from a to b there's always twists and turns and curves and and listen life is never simple there's always going to be ups and downs and we'll find things happen that we never expected in our wildest dreams but we get through those days and we get back to the days we want you know it's it's like i i'm absolutely fanatical about there's a philosopher uh called and i always forget his name alan watt no no it is alan watt um but he, he talks a lot about the journey about the journey through life and about just going uh going to kindergarten, going to school, going to a job, get, go after a while, then get trained into your job, then you having a family. And you get to your 40s or 50s and you look back and say, what, geez, what was I doing? And then suddenly you're, you're getting older and still keep going on and on and on. And But you keep striving to the next stage, the next stage, the next stage. And what you forget is that life isn't a, about the journey. Life is like music. It's like when you go, when you listen to a piece of music, it's not about getting to the very end. It's about enjoying all the way through, about that, the dance. And when we get to the very end, we look back and say, right, was I dancing? dancing. Was I dancing all the way through? And there's a great, great, great video. um, I'll share with you later um, that someone's put together from one of his uh, one of his talks and um, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And it just, it, it was life-changing for me to kind of look at this and look at like, what are you doing each day? Are you trying to get to tomorrow? Or are you dancing? You know? That's amazing. That is amazing. And that that's, you know, obviously where the power of mindfulness comes in. It's just yeah. stopping us from thinking future thoughts all the time, what we're looking for, striving for that success yeah. and just pausing. But even like you're saying about stopping ourselves from having those future thoughts, actually, literally only last night, um, I was uh, on a, a group call with, and one of the practices that we were doing, um, we actually, we just let our mind wander. And we actually looked at whether you're going to something in the past, where you're ruminating over something that's, that's happened, and uh, or you're going to the future and your anxiety about something happening. But it was about just bringing ourselves back to mm-hmm. the present. But it was the most important part of that practice was it wasn't bringing ourselves back. It wasn't about whether someone thinking about the future is better than someone thinking about the past. It was about acknowledging where our thoughts are. Mm. That's simply that, you know, it's that's 
sometimes we can go in this thought pattern and we can just get pulled along in the river of thought and just you're 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 thinking about something and you're catastrophizing it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and we need something just to stop the pattern mm-hmm. to bring us back mm-hmm. and i think that the important thing about always when you're anyone's practice is just that that awareness and saying being able to kind of pause and go hmm this isn't where i want to be in my mind right now and not even doing anything about it at the time just acknowledging it acknowledging and it and then the next time it happens that it's it's this muscle it's this mindfulness muscle of being able to forgive yourself and continue on amazing amazing what are some of your favorite mindfulness tools what do you go to first well i said inside timer earlier and um, mm-hmm. that's that's an app that's free and uh, it, it is donation based um you can give donation but that that's got lots and lots of um of great meditations and a lot of them are, gu- are guided as well so it helps um the one tool i have every single day is i have uh reminders set on my phone so my phone goes off at 11 11 every single day and it just says pause just stop what you're doing take nice. a breath and no matter how busy you are just look around and just appreciate what's going on right now in that moment and uh it's about just because i think it's like it's uh as it sharon salberg said that uh mindfulness is easy we just have to remember to do it so <laughs> that's why i set reminders <laughs> to remind myself to be mindful to remind um, but one of the i think the strongest things um with mindfulness is groups if, if you if you can do like there, there's some fantastic courses um there's the eight-week uh mbsr mindful-based stress reduction which a lot of people do and um, there's also i've, I've trained uh, in the sanctuary in dublin seven and uh, there's a strong influence from the mindfulness association in the uk there and they have a course called the mindfulness-based living course and um, that's a fantastic course as well uh, another eight-week course but if you can find a group um, that you can just literally drop in, you know, it's everybody starts somewhere and never be afraid just to join a group. And I think it's just having that it's that weekly um, or maybe monthly kind of way to just touch in with a group and uh, just be guided through meditation. I think it's now that um, restrictions are, are lifted, that it's just a lot easier to kind of find groups that you can. And even like we have Zoom. Um, there's That's a lot it. of people that, that meet online and um, Zoom is around look, forever more I think <laughs> I think it is um, but there's like there's there's so there's so many groups out there that um you'll you, you'll find one in your locality and you might find low uh, like-minded people that just have an interest in it but definitely one thing that's always worked for me in mindfulness is when I'm, I'm part of a group whether that's part of a course or part of a a, a weekly drop-in meditation um there is actually do you know what um here's a great one actually um the sanctuary who that uh, i trained with actually have um they've got free um, meditation sessions monday wednesday thursday i think it is oh that's if, fantastic if you, if you look up um the sanctuary um in dublin seven and uh, they'll have details that you can go you can go to a free group and the the lady that runs it jane niggard that i trained with she is one of the nicest people you will ever ever meet and um that's it's like, wonderful to know that. it's when one actually one thing about meditation as well is that you might find that you listen to a meditation and you just can't connect with the person you just can't connect with the voice there's certain things there's something about jane's voice which i just straight away it's like your your whole mind just melts straight away you're just you're, and it's you're just so totally relaxed it's fantastic <laughs> you know 
um, but that's that's it. Like I'd, I'd say, like if you can, you can find if you can find a group that you can join. Um, or, or better, if you just if you're doing it on your own, just find a Insight Timer. That's it's free, and there is live classes as well, so you can just do an online class within them. There's it's a lot of Americans, um, mostly there's some Australian, and um, there's a few people actually in Australia like on that as well. Um, but there's a lot of groups on it. Something that I don't use enough of being honest is inside yeah. timer so yeah. you've definitely no, encouraged me now to that's good and like there's other ones like there, there is headspace that a lot of people use i, I love personally it. i i subscription model of it i just think it can it can add a lot it can put barriers for some people that mm-hmm. might be able to afford it uh, it is fantastic but um if you want something that that is free um that might might be easier uh, that's a great what, start. I, uh, that's why i say inside timer there's also calm uh, that's another app as well Mm-hmm. Uh, for mindfulness as well but like youtube is your friend there's lots of if you look up youtube as well and are for mindfulness for beginners there's so much there's well. so much out there yeah. i feel we could keep chatting for like for at least another hour so we could and i feel yeah. there's going to be a part b i'm going to pressurize you into this to yeah, talk specifically about self-compassion because yeah. for me with my mindfulness teaching training the biggest thing i got out of it was was definitely self-compassion so yeah. i'm i'm just yeah pressurizing you there putting you on i the look spot. forward to it now i <laughs> i actually did a did an eight-week uh compassion course there oh, nice. last year uh which was fantastic so um definitely definitely worth chatting to and i think it's like i don't think you're alone like a lot of people get it's we're very hard on ourselves Absolutely. and it's it's when we realize that you can actually be nice to yourself you know that you can give yourself a pat on the back and say well done today yeah we're all human we, yeah and it's like it's like actually jane my my teacher kind of says is uh we all suffer you know mindfulness is just about recognizing suffering that's it that's it okay i'm i'm nearly done with with questions i think i have two for you what is what is your driving force behind everything that you do today work-wise if or you know just around being a mindful uh, mindfulness teacher and speaking on stage about what you speak about what's the driving force why do i do what i do why do you do what you do is exactly Um, it's because i'm here it's because I can do it. Unfortunately, um, I alluded to earlier on, I went through a tragedy many years ago. And um, as a result of it, I'm now older than my older brother. And I get to be here. I get to practice mindfulness. And some people ha- don't have the honour of another birthday. They don't have the honour of just touching in with the people they love. And that's why I keep doing it. And I saw this question come up earlier on when you sent the question and I got very upset when I thought about what I do. And it's just, I've just gratitude for what I've learned from it. And um, I really have a great love from sharing what I do with people. just seeing that difference that it makes and it's like we talked about so many times there about like we're so hard on ourselves you know and sometimes it just takes one person to kind of say hey you're doing a great job you know you might be feel like you're struggling right now but you'll have great days ahead and god knows i've had bad days um i know all about them so uh that's why i do just it's just just gratitude you know that's what i do that is powerful. 
you can you can hear it in you it's just that is powerful and I love your just your your honesty throughout this interview and I thought of it about three quarters of the way into it um when you were just voicing about yourself you know with what you had going on in your life uh, life the last 10 months and how your own mindfulness practice has dipped and I just this is what we need to hear more of less of perfection and actually people like ourselves saying hey we are not perfect we dip in and out of this just as much as anybody else don't feel that you are alone absolutely you know? it's like I I was doing so much there up till I say last September actually and even even my own podcast actually I haven't recorded um since last October and okay. I did that purposely because I knew that I needed to give myself space for what I was about to do for for the last 10 months and um it's it's about yeah just just recognizing that sometimes we can't do everything you know it's like it all comes back to compassion you know yeah I think we need a part B in compassion we do we do definitely yes (laughs) okay final question for you again to the person that is listening to this episode that follows the well-being accounts social media accounts or if it be specifically mindfulness accounts that read the books listen to the podcasts attends the well-being events and they're they're looking for some form of change whatever that change may be but they just want to create something different in their life what would you say to them first of all um and actually we kind of talked about this earlier on about the kind of the the perfect average day he's like what does that change look like you know it's like a lot of people think and you go through many days this is not right this is not right this is not right and right what does right look like find what try and define for yourself what do i want what do i really really want and just just go deep in it you know it's like um pat ively always talks about peeling back that onion mm-hmm. and just asking yourself one question yeah but why why is that important to you and if you want change, you need to know what that change looks like. You know, there's many people that they keep searching and I'm guilty for many years of just going to all the courses, going to all the workshops, doing all the, all the things and not actually defining what I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and really it's like, we need to know where we want to be, but we also need to forgive ourselves for where we are right now, because some people can be very hard on themselves about saying, I need change. I need something different. I need something different. And instead of stepping back and saying, look at all I've achieved so far. Look at everything I have. And there's for, and I don't think this, I think there's nobody that is not in this situation that there's someone else out there that is striving to be where you are right now. Striving. They love what you have. So recognize how great you are. Recognize everything that you've done recognize all those great days you've had and know that if you understand where you want to go it's half the journey it's just so powerful i am not just saying this but this is an episode myself that i'm going to come back and listen to and i say just i know that thank you so much Steve well, I have to say thank you to you because um I haven't used this microphone in 10 months 
and because <laughs> of you, I've, I've got my love of chocolate. Because it's um, I've I've just literally wiped the dust off it uh, before we came to to go out and chat. So it's been an absolute pleasure for me to um to find my voice again and and chat again after what I keep telling when you yeah, I'm coming out of hibernation soon. Don't worry, I'll come out soon. So um, I've absolutely enjoyed it, and I want to wish you the absolute best luck on your podcast. Thank and you. know that every conversation you have will be helping one person listening at the very Thank least. you. Thank you so much. It's an absolute honor, my friend. So it is. Talk to you soon. <laughs>